Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Meditation Series. My name is Tim Smith, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Becoming Together. God calls us to new life each day, and the promise of new life is revealed most profoundly in the birth of Jesus Christ. Together, as we share in the good news of God in Christ, we are becoming the people God called us to be. In this Advent season, we remember the words of Isaiah. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A reading from Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 through chapter 2, verse 7. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and of the seven golden lampstands, is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and endured hardships, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious... I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Here ends the reading. In Revelation chapter 1, we find the Apostle John in exile on the tiny island of Patmos. As the overseer of the churches in Asia Minor, he had been banished by the Romans to reduce his religious influence. One Sunday morning in worship, John received a detailed vision of things to come. When Christ appeared to him, he saw seven lampstands representing the seven churches he pastored. Standing among them was one like the Son of Man. John's vision included a physical representation of Jesus as the light of the world, standing in his rightful place amid the churches of Asia Minor. Our reading today reminds us that every church, both then and now, has the opportunity to be a lampstand shining forth Christ's light in a dark world. Just as there was widespread darkness in John's time, so too there is widespread darkness in our world. We live in a time when the world is in dire need for churches to reflect the light of Christ. Bearing his light in the world is the church's primary purpose. As John stands before Christ in the presence of pure holiness and righteousness, he fell at his feet as if he were dead. Christ has a message for each of these seven churches that serve as a warning of judgment to come, while also extending hope and encouragement to all who will listen to change their ways. 
The church of Ephesus had many admirable qualities, their good works, their perseverance, and their steadfastness against false teaching. But they also had one tragic flaw. They have left their first love. Everything outwardly looked great, but Jesus goes straight to the heart as they seem to be going through the motions because their actions were not grounded in their love of Christ. Jesus then provides a three-part solution for the church. First is to remember, that is, to think back to what your relationship with Christ was like when you first followed him. It is this type of relationship to Jesus to which you are called. Second is to repent. Jesus calls the church to turn away from the present ways and to turn toward him once again, grounding everything that they say, everything that they are, and everything that they do in their love for him. Third is to return to what you did when you first started following Christ, the spiritual disciplines and practices that kept you close to Christ, grew your love for Christ, and motivated you to follow and serve him in all your ways. At the beginning of this year, I started the practice of morning prayer found in the Book of Common Prayer. If you're not familiar, it is a liturgy of worship and praise of God, reading scripture, and prayer for others and self that grounds the rest of one's day. That practice has enabled me to be more intentional in my confession of daily sin. It has elevated my perspective of praise of God for who he is and all that he has done. It has reaffirmed my daily reading of the common lectionary and empowered my prayers to extend beyond myself and those I know. In other words, it has become a practice that has brought me back to my first love. If you do not utilize the daily office in your devotions, I would highly encourage you to begin this Advent. The Episcopal Church has an app that you can download, which makes this very easy to access. It's called Forward Day by Day. Jesus' words today are an invitation to reignite our first love through our spiritual disciplines. This time of year is about returning to the story of the Christ child. It is such a simple story because it is a story that calls us back to our first love. We love because he first loved us. And what we believe about this story is that it is true. It contains truth, ultimate truth, about God and about ourselves. We tell and retell this story in a variety of ways, through music, liturgy, the lighting of candles, and nativity pageants. What would Christmas be without nativity pageants? Including our very own with Mary and Joseph, angels, children in cherub choirs singing, and the bright star of Bethlehem. I'm reminded of the story of Pastor Jerry Shetler, former pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Dallas, who thought that the church's live nativity ought to include a Texas Longhorn steer. It was a great hit until the Longhorn became bored with his role and decided to run, which he did pretty much taking the stable and manger with him as he ran down Preston Road through the traffic with Jerry, who was playing Joseph that evening in hot pursuit. The Nativity is a true story about real people. It's a story about you and me. And this time of year, it calls us back to our first love. It is a story about God coming into the world, not in the way anybody expected, not with fanfare or grandeur or majesty, 
but quietly, simply. It is a story that makes the most amazing claim that God loves the world so much, even you and me, to become vulnerable, to become like us, to be born like us, living in this world with us, laughing and loving and hoping and dreaming like us, and finally, incredibly, dying like us. It is a story of love that calls us back to our first love. Author Frederick Beekner remembers the sermon he heard that shined the light and love of the story into his own life. He was living in Manhattan while writing a novel when one Sunday morning in mid-December, he decided to go to church. The minister was George Buttrick, who told the story of someone the week before asking him if he was going to go home for Christmas. He paused and then looked up at the congregation and asked it again, are you going to go home for Christmas? Beekner remembers, he asked it in such a way that brought tears to my eyes and made it almost unnecessary for him to move on to his answer to the question, which was that home finally is the manger in Bethlehem, the place where at midnight even oxen kneel. And so in some way, this story is home, a place where you belong. In this story, there is light shining in whatever darkness surrounds us this Christmas. In this story is a humble birth, a newborn infant who becomes a man. We know we are loved by God, and so we are safe, secure, and alive, challenged to live as fully as we can. And in this story, we are called back to our first love because he first loved us. And thus we are called home, home at last. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>